Hello, this is Mike Burek, your host for Krenitsia, The Well, a podcast series on Ukrainians around the world. Today is Thursday, July 20th, 2017, and I'm happy to say our guest tonight is Ron Kramer, who is a longtime resident of Primrose, Pennsylvania, a prominent Ukrainian in the community, uh, has his has long roots in the community. Grant, his grandfather had come from southeastern Poland, the Lemko region, uh, towards the end of the 19th century. And uh, Ron is going to chat a little bit about his background, uh, St. Nicholas Church, which has been in Minersville for many years, and then also specifically about um, Ukrainian Seminary Day, which will be coming up on Sunday, uh, July 30th. So, Ron, can you tell us a little bit about your background and how your grandfather came to be in Minersville slash Primrose, PA? Okay, Mike, I'll do my best. Uh, both my grandparents on both sides uh, came from the Lemko region of uh, Poland now. And uh, uh, most of the people that came from that area to Minersville uh all came around the same time. My my father's father came in 1897. He was actually a little earlier than the rest. The big migration into the Myersville area was in around 1904 through 1910. Most of these immigrants uh, were petitioned to come here for, for work. Uh, obviously, the coal mines needed laborers, and the Eastern Europeans seemed to be the primary source of the labor force. And uh, so my grandfather, I'll start with him. Uh, his name was, his first name was Wasco. Uh, and his last name, uh, although we pronounce her name Kramer now, his last name was Krama. And he came in 1897. His father had passed away and his oldest brother uh, gave him the money to get to America. They sent him here basically by himself. And uh, the deal at that time was... Uh, Depending on the ship line you came over, and I believe his was the Canard line, and they left that at Antwerp, and with that ship passage ticket, uh, Ellis Island wasn't even open yet, and they came uh, into the port of Philadelphia. And once you arrived in Philadelphia, your ship passage ticket also allowed you passage on the Pennsylvania Railroad wherever it went. So actually, he came all the way to Pottsville, a nearby town, Next or city next to Minersville, so his ship ticket actually got him uh, to Minersville. And soon after he got here, uh, the Greek Catholic Church of St. George at that time had been newly established in 1896. And uh, he got here, he was 17 years old, it was the summer of 1896. And soon thereafter, uh, he got involved. pretty well into the church, uh, the management of the church, and he became one of the trustees over time. And uh, that church of St. George was initially the first Greek Catholic church in Minersville. And among uh, the earliest group that came to Minersville were from the southern Carpathians, or the Slovak side of the mountain. And uh, 
in around uh, 1900, when the big immigration came out of uh, southeastern Poland area, the Lemkos, uh, they soon became the majority. And then for various reasons, uh, and anybody who knows the history of the Greek Catholic Church will understand it, but uh, these Lemkos became more or less the majority in the parish. And soon after, the, the southern Carpathians, who like to call themselves Ruthenians, they started another parish, and they split. And uh, it was still the uh, same church, uh, St. George, up until uh, 1916, when uh, there was three actual, three more churches uh, became from that original church, uh, two Orthodox churches, and, of course, uh, St. Peter and Paul Byzantine Rite Catholic Church, the Ruthenians, so that from the one church actually became four, and uh, and that all transpired uh, prior to 1916. And he, uh, back in those days, you know, most of these immigrants were illiterate. Uh, they were farm laborers in Europe. They couldn't read or write. Uh, I was fortunate in that uh, our family's fortunate in that my grandfather on my father's side actually could speak English. He had, he had some training in Europe, so he became a handy person in the parish because a lot of people from Europe would come and ask him questions and help fill out paperwork and stuff because they didn't understand the English language. So uh, he was a pretty prominent player. And then, unfortunately, he got in an accident in uh, what 19... Year, what year was that? 1923, he was working in a Lytle Colliery, which was the main employer here. It was a big colliery owned by, uh, actually it was the Susquehanna Coal Company. It was a subsidiary of the Pennsylvania Railroad. Pennsylvania Railroad, uh, just like the Reading Railroad at one time, was in the coal business. And they built this big colliery here and employed at one time over 900 people. And many of them were Eastern Europeans, not all, but vast majority. And it was a big operation. And then he got hurt in an accident in a mine, and he died about 10 days later after the accident in uh, what was then the Ashland Miners Hospital. So my father, uh, my grandfather left seven children and his wife. At the time, my own father was 12 years old. And uh, it was a struggle. Uh, but, uh, you know, they, they, they got through it. And my mother's side of the family... Uh, they were from the town of uh, Walika, which uh, was not even maybe a mile or two away from where my father's parents came from in Europe. And uh, they were also farm laborers over there. And uh, my mother's uh, father, he worked in the mines also. Uh, he, again, they were all members of uh, originally the St. George Greek Catholic Church, which later became St. Nicholas. And, and what year was St. Nicholas founded, Ron? 1916. 1916. And it was founded because of the fact uh, when they had these separations within the parish, they kept the original name of St. George, and one of the, the groups that left uh, also kept the name St. George. And uh, we had a priest who came from Europe. His name was uh, Father Rubinovich. He was a young priest. He was only in his early 20s, and he advised the church trustees, you know, you best uh, recharter your church under a different name because 
you're going to run into conflicts with everyone having the same name. So that's what they did. They adopted the St. Nicholas name, and that's when actually, officially, uh, St. Nicholas was founded in 1916, although they're all part of the original St. George Greek Catholic Church. Right, and so St. Nicholas Parish continues to this day, right? Yes, yes. And it seems like, although many other churches in the area have closed over the years, St. Nicholas seems to thrive. Any ideas on, on why that's so? Well, uh, I'm, guess, I, I'm guessing is that uh, it seemed, over all the records I checked, they seem to have the biggest numbers. Because most of these people, like I said, where they came from in Europe was a very small area. They were, they were friends in Europe and they were friends here. They all had big families. And, uh, you know, none of them were rich. But the one thing that they had in common was their faith and their church. And they put everything they had, what little they had, into it and it made it strong. And our parish was much bigger even at, uh, 20 years ago. Uh, but, you know, it, the parents kind of instilled in the younger people the pride of their ethnic heritage. And, uh, you know, I, even myself, uh, that's why, you know, I was instilled with it when I was young. So it continues on. Right. And at one point in time, you had a very famous neighbor up the road by the name of Nicholas Provinchak. That's you, correct. Can you talk a little bit about him? He was on uh, Forest Lane, or I guess back then it was called Forestville Road. Well, my ties to Nick is uh, after Nick, when he lived in Primrose, my, many of the, the artwork that he, he drew and sketched was all of the local mining industry and, and people in the area. That's where most of his early work came from. And most of his mining pictures were all done at the Lytle Colliery, which was situated right behind where he lived. So he, he did a lot of uh, sketches of work, uh, men working in mine mules and uh, all, even the, the local patch where everyone, uh, most of the miners lived, the company homes, he sketched that. And he did a nice sketch of that in four seasons. He drew it four different configurations, winter, spring, summer, and fall. And uh, I guess my tie to Nick Provinchok is that I actually was raised early in my life in the home he lived in. Uh, my parents rented that house when I first got married, and my sister grew up there, and then uh, I was, when I was born, we lived there. And uh, wasn't, weren't Nick's parents from the Lemko region as well? Yes, yes. Yes, they were. Like I said, most of the people in the Marsville area came from a, a very, uh, maybe a, a two, three mile radius of each other in Europe. And uh, it, it's, it's uh, and they all came here for one reason, and that was basically to work, because there was no work in Europe. And, uh, you know, they, they, some were recruited here, some came here because they had relatives here, and they knew people. And uh, I guess the common bond with them initially was, uh, you know, their their hometown familiarity and their church. You know, the church was big. Right. And so let's talk a little bit about Ukrainian Seminary Day, which is coming up on July 30th. I understand that uh, 
Seminary Day was not always up in Primrose. At one point, it was at a place called Lakewood Park in Barnesville, Pennsylvania. That's correct. And it started in 1934, is it? 1933. Uh, they started Ukrainian Day, and that was in the midst of the Depression. And uh, the Lithuanian people in the area already had established the Lithuanian Day years prior to that. And sometimes I think uh, maybe... Our people were a little envious of what they saw the Lithuanians uh, were able to do at Lakewood and, and the enjoyment they had, and they wanted something for the, one of their own kind, you know. And uh, they started in 1933, and it was primarily started by people. It wasn't necessarily the clergy didn't initially, from what I understand, weren't uh, didn't uh, start the Ukrainian Day celebration, although the clergy became a, a big part of it. And uh, Lakewood from Primrose is about 20 miles away from where we live. And back then, not too many, many of our families had cars. You know, most of the people out here in Primrose, from the stories I hear, used to walk to church. And that was almost a, uh, over a mile trek just to get to church. And like I said, few, if any, owned an automobile. So what they would do at least my family, at least with how my mother explained to me, they would get a coal truck. Back in the old days, they were about a 10-ton truck, smaller than you see today, but similar in design. And what they would do is uh, they would wash out the box of the truck. They would place benches in it. And uh, they would make their way to Lakewood Park on Ukrainian Day in the back of this coal truck, which is about over 20 miles. So it was you know, we didn't have interstate highways back then, so it was a little bit of a rough ride. And in that truck, they would take their food and their beverages that they were going to enjoy. And and if anybody in the family played a musical instrument, that went along, too. Sounds like it was quite an event, and it continues to this day. And I guess nowadays it's sponsored by the South Anthracite Deanery of the Ukrainian Catholic Arch Eparchy of Philadelphia. Is that correct? Correct. Uh, it came, uh, they closed Lakewood Park in 1984. The last Ukrainian day at Lakewood was held in 1983. And through the efforts of the deanery, uh, the South Anthracite Deanery, uh, and uh, the Archeparchy in Philadelphia, they felt that we should revive Ukrainian Day, and they looked for a place where they could host it. And fortunately, St. Nicholas, uh, the Ukrainian Catholic Church in Myersville, had a picnic grove already in Primrose, where I live. And they also had uh, what was once a summer dance pavilion that turned out to be a hall that they rented out. And uh, we had a tragic fire a while back, and it was rebuilt. So it, it comes in handy because when uh, Ukrainian Day festivities they hold a divine liturgy there in the morning at 11 o'clock, usually with the archbishop and all the uh, pastors of the South Anthracite Deanery. And then from there, uh, they head out to the picnic grove and to enjoy the rest of the day. Yeah, I understand we also have, in addition to the great Ukrainian food, there's entertainment throughout the day, including the uh, Koska Dance Ensemble, which I think is going to perform from 1 to 3 p.m. Yeah, they're going to be there, and they have uh, John Stevens' uh, Double Shot Polka Band will be there from 4 to 8 p.m. They also have a live 
uh, polka broadcast on a local radio station, and that's uh, for the early part of the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And, there, and you're going to be there, and uh, some other people uh, with uh, vendors and crafters, and uh, there's even going to be a, a, an icon there, uh, obviously in a suitable place, of uh, Blessed Bishop uh, Chernetsky, and that will be there available to the people if they care to venerate. Yeah, and I wanted to give my thanks to uh, uh, Reverend Michael Hutsko, who had invited me to come out to the uh, the Ukrainian Day to display some of uh, Nick Bervinchok's work and also to talk about his life and his art. And uh-huh. I think that's going to take place around 3 in the afternoon. Father Mike is the head of the deanery, South Anthracite Deanery, and uh, anybody who knows Father Mike knows he's a go-getter. And... Uh, he, he puts a lot into the Ukrainian Day efforts, and uh, I'm certain that uh, without him, we wouldn't be as successful as we are. And uh, it seems like every year there's something added. Or uh, I, I could think back 10 years, and I know it's grown ever since. Yeah, it certainly, and, uh, certainly seems that way. I've been there for a couple of years myself, and it's just it's really gratifying to see it grow. And I think this is probably one of the longest-running Ukrainian festivals in the whole U.S. Yeah. And like I said, we pray it don't rain. That's the only thing. That's but the main thing. <laughs> there, but, anyway, I think know. we're out of time, Ron, but I really want to thank you for uh, coming on to Krenitsia, the well, today to talk about uh, the Ukrainian community in the Primrose Minersville area, uh, a little bit about Nick Bervinchok, your own family, and Ukrainian Seminary Day, which will take place on uh, Sunday, July 30th up there in Primrose. So I hope all the folks who are listening uh, to this broadcast will come out and see us that day. I'm sure if they do, they'll be glad they did. All right. Take care now, Ron. Thanks. Mike, you take care.